Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. What have you heard about me from Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Williams? Ignore it. We're Courtney Cronin. I'm Freddie Coleman and Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPNU. And don't forget to click more in the lower right-hand corner. Scroll down to live radio, and that's where you can find us. We're going to take your calls in about five minutes. Give a lie or two at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Only hot have sauce, Freddie. Yeah, hot sauce, Freddie. I need to know a little uh, bit more about that nickname. Hot I sauce, like Freddie. The, the we're, best, we're kind of skating yeah. around this. Yeah. We're like, don't listen to Keyshawn. Yeah. Don't listen to J-Well. But no, you know Freddie, why? tell me about this Hot Sauce Freddie. The reason, the, reason the reason I said that is they came up with that nickname. Don't ask me where. Don't ask me how, where they got like it from. It. James Steele, can you elaborate you know, on that? I, I can't I, I can't exactly remember. Well, Alan and Shannon are no good to me right now because they're just dying laughing. So they're just no good to me right now. But at some point, whenever you, uh, one of the first times you filled in, yeah. uh, we were talking about what your, uh, what your wrestling nickname would be oh so that's where it came and from then, and they disagreed with whatever it was that okay. you called yourself right uh, i don't know hacksaw freddie cole i don't know what it was no, i would never come um, out some hacksaw freddie cole but that's uh, not the, happening the nature boy fred freddie cole i don't know what it was but whatever it was whatever it was they disagreed with now like seriously hot sauce freddie so that so according in essence okay. that and it, basically what they said in the open was that you're you, you know you're slick right and so yeah. they started mm-hmm. calling Hot yeah. sauce Freddy. Hot yeah. sauce Freddy. If they had their way, they'd have me in the fedora with like a rooster's feather in it or something like that. Live, oh, absolutely. Looking like something oh, out of Shaft in the 1970s. Leather, you know, not the one to make you look like you got the Batman. Because I'm a complicated man, but no one understands me but my woman. <laughs> but hot sauce Freddy. <laughs> Y'all are going way over my head. Uh, that, that's Shaft. You know, just, just Google that for those who don't know who we're same. talking about. And that's not over your head, James. Don't perpetrate. Don't even do that. Don't perpetrate. Don't even do that. Look at him trying to perpetrate. I'm not buying that from you, you Chiefs fan. You like we mentioned, you have a chance <laughs> to talk about your team in the NFL. The NFL weekend starting tonight. Jacksonville at the New York Jets. Hit us up at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. There's certain teams that we trust when it comes to Courtney Cronin, when it comes to Freddie Coleman. But can we use that word, the word trust, with the Dallas Cowboys? Don't ask Rex Ryan, ESPN NFL analyst, that question. When he joined us earlier this week, he said, trusting the Cowboys? Come on. Dak Prescott's far from being the reason this team's struggling. What happened to your vaunted defense? They gave up over 500 yards to Jacksonville, almost 200 yards rushing on the ground. They act like they're the 85 Bears on defense. They're not even close. They can't hold that team's jock. Right. And that's the bigger issue here. That team's soft. You've got Micah Parsons, their best player, talking about, well, next week when we play the Eagles. The game doesn't even matter next week because you couldn't handle your business against Jacksonville. We overvalue this football team. We talk about Dan and Quinn like he's the next Buddy Ryan as a defensive coach. He's not close. You've got, you've got Kellen Moore. You, everybody raised about him. We got Everything is, hey, these guys are phenomenal. No, they're not. Just because they have a star in their helmet, this team is up and down, and they don't have that killer instinct to put teams away. And we're going to trust this team in the playoffs? I'm not. Rex Ryan, Courtney, let him have it. 
And boy, did he. No, and I mean, he's right, because let's go back to this Jacksonville game that they just lost in overtime. Think about it. They were up 14-0 to just to start out with. Like, mm-hmm. We've talked about 27-10. That's what they got up to before they blew that lead in the third quarter. They were up 24-10. to Like they, you know, They can't protect leads right now. And that play that they had on third and 11, they take a deep shot down the field instead of running the ball in order to kill some clock and try to get themselves like out of the, this jam that they're in. That's on coaching and situational football. And obviously clock management and Mike McCarthy are, are two things that typically don't go together. But on top of that, defensively, this is not the same team that we saw earlier in the year. Like, when has Micah Parsons done something that made you think, wow, defensive player of the year, hands down, absolutely crushing it on a week-to-week basis? It's been a minute. When is the last time this team buried somebody? The Minnesota game, which was a while ago, Freddie. At this point, that 40-3 to win that they had over the Vikings feels like that was way in the rearview mirror. That was a start, that, that was a start a to, ago. Yeah, that was start to finish butt-whooping. You're right yeah. about that with Minnesota. And so when, when are they going to do that to prove that they're in a class that deserves to be a playoff? I mean, they're a playoff yeah. contender for sure, but a team that's going to win more than a game in the postseason because right now they're a wild card team. They're the five seed. So they get into the postseason. Can they make some noise? Now, obviously, they're talented enough to do it. They've been trying to bring in reinforcements. I mean, they tried to bring in Odell Beckham Jr. That whole situation with the with the physical and everything else and what his medicals are showing mm-hmm. reason that that probably you know didn't work but they've been trying and that's why they've got ty hilton not that that is gonna like do anything <laughs> i think in the eyes of most people but at least he can play at least he's available in games like they've been trying to bolster their receiving core they've been trying to do things that the eagles did at the trade deadline and, and feels like you know ever since then to make sure that this roster is locked and loaded once it gets to January. Now, they've got a tough stretch coming up here. The Eagles come to town this weekend. They're number one seed right now. They're looking to remain the number one seed uh, and lock that up this weekend. And they've got the Titans, which we don't know what's going to happen with the quarterback yeah. spot. Obviously, Ryan Tannehill likely out for the season with that ankle injury. But last I checked, the time I saw Malik Willis play in that Sunday night game against Kansas City, he looked pretty darn good Freddie yeah pretty darn good yeah and so did that running yeah. game but mm-hmm. I just I need Dallas to do something to make me have belief in them that they can go in right. and keep their foot on the gas pedal and not let off of it because it feels like these last two weeks they've been playing down to two AFC South opponents like start taking guys seriously more than just teams in your division Courtney Cronin Freddie Coleman in for the guys on Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance and ESPN Radio the ESPN app Sirius XM Channel 80 and ESPNU, the Dallas Cowboys, they've got to stop worrying about being celebrities and being a football team. When you're that celebrated and you put that kind of pressure on yourselves, you have to wonder where that leadership is going to come from. And for my money, it has to come from their quarterback, Dak Prescott. I know he says that he is still confident in himself despite throwing interceptions seemingly every game. When you're in a a rut, I guess you can, call, you can call this, as I've talked about, whether one way or another the other team's getting their hands on the balls. Um, I can't allow that to, to change the way that I'm playing this game. I'm not going to allow that to, to, to change my confidence in myself or my confidence in the guys that I'm throwing it to or the way that I approach this game. He also said, if anything about this weekend's game, and I'm, this is a red quote, it's about making the statement to ourselves. As you look at this season, we've had some games we played really well. We've had some games we bit ourselves in the foot. It shot ourselves in the foot, Dak, but I know where you're going. So this is about putting our best foot forward, end quote. It's time to stop being a celebrity. It's time, about, time to stop putting conversations out there. 
there's a reason why people don't feel confident in your football team. And I know plenty of Minnesota Vikings fans saying you bang on our team a lot, and you're exactly right because your team still worries me with their defense, and if Kirk Cousins can be whatever Kirk Cousins that's going to be. But this has been a long-running soap opera with the Dallas Cowboys. Every time they try to tell themselves, Courtney, this is going to be the year. We have the team. Their owner says it. The players say it. The coaches say it. At a certain point, stop being celebrities. Go out there and be a football team. Because you know how you accumulate celebrity by being a championship football team is by winning a championship. That's when you get all the commercials and you get all notoriety. They get notoriety because of the Dallas Cowboys, and people love to see them fail because that's what happens with the Dallas Cowboys. When are they going to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Stop talking about it. Stop being a celebrity about it and go out there and kick people's behind and take names and don't give yourself false confidence because the minute that they beat Minnesota 40-3, you had to send, they say, okay, we're here now. Uh-uh. Each and every week in the NFL, you got to keep proving that you're here because NFL games are so hard to win, especially when you don't, as Dak Prescott said, you don't bite yourself in the foot if you're the Dallas Cowboys. Well, was it them, Freddie, saying that, or was it the owner? Is the owner? It's everybody. The, he's it's the everybody. biggest celebrity on yeah. that team. You said that on here yesterday, and I agree with you. And I wonder if all of their issues and all of the bloviating and all of the big head that they that they get in these moments, <laughs> big head, does, well does that come from Jerry Jones? I don't think Dak Prescott's going out there saying, yeah, like I'm feeling my oats right now. Uh, we're riding high. We're outstanding. Like none of the players and the coaches are the ones lauding these hyperbolic statements onto the Dallas Cowboys. It's their owner. And mm-hmm. when Dak Prescott had, was 23 of 30, Last week for 256 yards, three touchdowns, and, an inter- and two interceptions, those two turnovers, which led to 14 points, Jerry Jones is the one coming out saying that Dak plays outstanding and he feels like they can win with this version of Dak. Like, why, have, why do you have to talk about this every single game? We didn't ask for a status report after every game. <laughs> we didn't ask for a scouting report from the owner of the Dallas Cowboys who's not coaching on Sundays. We didn't ask for any of that. The Dallas Cowboys didn't ask for any of that. They just are not in a position to say no to Jerry going on and spouting off all of these unrealistic expectations. Mm -hmm. He's the reason this team's behind the eight ball. Now, obviously, what they do on the field certainly affects that. But where do you think this outside noise is coming from? Well, it's inside noise. Coming from inside the building. Yeah, and here's here's to that point. When you have to know what you've gotten yourself into when you're going to be a part of this organization, whether you're Dak Prescott, the quarterback, whether you're Mike McCarthy, the head coach, What's the old line that we've heard since we were kids? Sometimes it's the devil you know instead of the devil Mm -hmm. you don't know. But sometimes the devil can kick you in the behind. And you have to overcome the sins of that devil when it comes to Jerry Jones. So Cowboys players and Cowboys organizational matters, they know that they're not going to be able to stop him from having any kind of conversation. Whether he believes in his team or does not believe in his team, Jerry Jones loves himself some Jerry Jones. Mm -mm, He kisses himself all the time. He looks in the mirror and says, damn, I'm pretty because I'm Jerry Jones. And he knows that people are going to pay attention when he has something to say. But if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you're going to have to feel the effects of that. Because if you don't win, it's not going to be people questioning your owner. It's going to be people questioning you and talking about having a lack of confidence and a lack of trust. They're not even talking about that with the owner. But because you have to overcome his talking sins because he can't shut up and does not want to shut up, then you have Dak Prescott saying it's about us making a statement to ourselves. You notice in that statement he didn't say anything about the owner. He said about ourselves. When you're having that kind of conversation with yourself as a team, that has 10 wins when it comes to Dallas Cowboys, that's why people don't want to have trust and have no reason to have any kind of trust in in the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and on top of that, the turnovers are a problem. Like, I know that, like, I I think we're both kind of firmly in the same spot that this defense needs to come back to form and and shut opponents out, but I am – 
worried at this point. Like the more I think about it, mm-hmm. like these interceptions are an anomaly. So when when does that like anomaly streak snap? When does right. Dak get back to being Dak? Because he's not somebody historically. I mean, he's thrown his his most touched interceptions in a season was thirteen back in two thousand seventeen. This is not it's not a high number when you think about it for his entire career. So when is that going to regress to the mean? When is he going to get back to playing? the good style of football that we've seen where there is ball security, that you are taking care of the football, all things like that. And maybe that comes through them actually trying to figure out what their identity is going to be. Do you want to be a dominant run team? They should got Tony Pollard, Zeke Elliott, and you lean on those guys and you open up the passing game when you have to, because Mm -hmm. you do have some good receivers. You know, CD lamb is a number one receiver. You can utilize him as such, but why not be the team that they decided they wanted to be when Dak was gone? those five weeks that Cooper Rush was was playing quarterback because Dak had the thumb injury, rely on your defense, Mm -hmm. that's your bread and butter, and go ahead offensively with, you know, establishing everything around a potent rushing attack where you can take deep shots down the field. You can string together a passing game when you need to, but not necessarily like, I feel like they're just trying to do too much. They don't know what lane they're supposed to be in right now. And you got to get that figured out before the final three games of the season, or at least we want to see that come to fruition against uh, the Eagles this weekend. Courtney Cronin, Freddie coming in for the guys here on uh, Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN radio, the ESPN app, Sirius and channel 80, and ESPNU. By the way, big NFL action starting tonight with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New York Jets. And don't forget about football action on Saturday. Not Sunday because Sunday's Christmas Day, but Saturday Christmas Eve. The Pages host the Bengals. Coverage begins at noon Eastern time on ESPN Radio and select ESPN Radio stations. We want to hear from you right now. 888-ESPN 888-729-3776 Your thoughts on the lack of trust in the Dallas Cowboys. Who is the biggest sleeper team in the NFL right now? Which team has the best weapons in the NFL? The floor is yours right now. The speak on it. Spread that gospel at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Zeke in Minneapolis. What's up, my man? What's up? Hey, the hating on the Minnesota Vikings is extreme. The bottom line is our defense has been the but don't break. And they've been there all season long. No, your defense, your, your defense breaks more than Ben's, but continue. Your defense breaks more than Ben's. We have one bad show. You can't bend but don't break and be 11 and 3, right? Yeah, you the can't. Hold, 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 hold on, Zeke. Hold on, Zeke. Zeke, I'll let you finish. But no, your defense is broken because you're dead last in the National Football League in yards per game. Your offense has been able to overcome that. So that's not on Kirk Cousins. That's on your defense. Your defense is broken. What's our, They're not what's bending. our record, though? I'm not. No, What's I'm not. Dis- record? Yeah, your record's eleven three. You 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 earned to be eleven three. The defense steps up. The defense doesn't step up. The offense steps up, but continue. When it matters. When it when, matters. When did the defense? Right? Uh, last week against the Colts, the Colts gave the game away more than the defense stepping up. If we want to have that conversation, yeah, the, Zeke, the, that's the, not true. The Colts had three points in the second half. They had thirty three in the first half. How's the defense stepping up? Because the Colts gave away the football and, ran, and went for on a fourth and one situation in the middle of the field when they shouldn't have done that and punted the football. We can have that conversation. You're not winning that one about your defense bending and not breaking. You're not winning that one with I mean, me. I, I, I'll give it to you, but at the end of the day, we're 11-3. and three. So at some point, and if you've watched the Vikings the last couple of years underneath Zimmer, our problem was in these close games, sure. we couldn't get over the hump. That's true. I'm not disagreeing with that. That's completely true. And I'll give it to your Vikings team. They have been able to win those one-score games. 
No one's disputing that with the Minnesota Vikings. But I think a lot of people do not trust your Vikings. Is but like I said, because of the defense being broken, and people still wonder, Courtney, about their quarterback when it comes to Kirk Cousins. Although in this situation, this he's is not, not on Kirk Cousins. He's no, not the I problem. Mean, he's had five straight games with 400 passing yards, and I just, you know, for somebody who was close to this team for the last five seasons, and I covered. Kirk Cousins, when he got to Minnesota to when I left to cover the Chicago Bears. I mean, there have been moments that you you've always you felt like this team was a house of cards, that at any ter- at any point things would fall apart. Now, Kirk has continued to buck that narrative this year and tell us, like, hey, I'm a good quarterback. I have a coach that's empowering me in the mm-hmm. way that my last one wouldn't, and I've got great weapons around me. Like, I had somebody Absolutely. respond to me on Twitter when we were talking about the top weapons in the AFC when we mentioned Kansas City, Buffalo, Miami, um, and Cincinnati Bengals. You can put Kirk Cousins' receiving core, as the, I mean, centered by Justin Jefferson, because the world, as far as I'm concerned, is the world according to JJ, because <laughs> he is That's incredible. Good. He is the best receiver in the NFL right now. There is no question in my mind about that. And you've got Adam Thielen. You've got KJ Osborne, who was on a tear last week. My goodness, the, the spark that he gave that offense to come back in that game. That all started with their number three receiver. No so, doubt. of course, you can throw them in that class, too. And Kirk and what he did in the second half in overtime, 417 yards. He led them on five touchdown drives that averaged just over two minutes a, a drive. That's efficiency. But people want to see you do that in the postseason, not against a team that has four wins. Like, that's just what it boils down to. Do it when it matters. And it mattered for them to come back to the NFL's largest comeback in NFL history. I'll say this, though, because nobody else is bringing this up. And I've seen this team mm-hmm. falter after emotional wins. Think okay. about what happened in the NFC Championship in 2000, the 2017 after, season. After the Minnesota they, Miracle. Yep. They're riding that high. And that is a hard thing to come back from. When you win a game in that fashion – such a wild finish with the Minneapolis Miracle, Case Keenum to Stephon Diggs, and then they went and laid an egg in Philadelphia. The same thing happened in the divisional playoffs in the 2019 season when they win in overtime in New Orleans, and then they go to San Francisco and lay an egg. If I'm a Vikings fan, I would not be concerned about Courtney Cronin or Freddie Coleman trying to poke holes in what's wrong with my defense, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. I'd be a little bit more concerned that my team is going to have this emotional letdown this week against the New York Giants more than anything else because this team has shown not an ability to bounce back and continue on the winning streak coming off these emotional wins. Yes, you're going to tell me, most fans, maybe even our caller right there, that look how many one-score games they've been in. Those are wild emotional games. Look at the Buffalo game. Look at what happened after the Buffalo game. Freddie, they got smacked by the the Dallas Cowboys. You cannot tell me that that's not a trend until they buck that too. So, like, if I'm if I'm betting on this, I'm picking the New York Giants this weekend just because history has shown that the this team cannot handle the pressure that comes after these emotional wins. And if you're going to beat the New York Giants, Minnesota Vikings to help out Zeke in Minnesota, bring a defense, the, the bending one, not the broken one. Chris in South Carolina, my friend, what you got here with Cordy Cronin and Freddie Coleman and Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. Good morning, everyone. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to um, you too. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. Actually, Vikings, since we're talking about that, sorry, Zeke, I think they are frauds. They lost to the Washington Commanders by another one-score game at the very end, lucky field goal. I want to talk about the Washington Commanders. We're not getting that much chatter. We lost to the Giants on Sunday night. Division game. We all saw the refs, what they did. 
Um, <laughs> then we tied them the week before. Before that, we were we won six out of the last seven. The only loss was to the the fraudulent Vikings. I think coming up, Washington, we have to win two out of three. We go to San Fran this Saturday, which is going to be tough. Yep. Then we get the Browns at home and the Cowboys at home. Mm-hmm. Our defense is top five. We might have Chase Young coming back. The offense is a little suspect this year with Taylor Heineke, but we've got it done. I mean, tell me what you guys think about the commanders and what our chances are. Yeah, Chris in South Carolina, that's a great point you bring up in terms of with your offense and Taylor Heineke, the quarterback, because he's a nice story. But and he, he, I think his arm is undervalued because he can make some of those throws, Courtney. But he's going up against that 49ers defense, and they don't take any kind of prisoners. They're, they're like the old school westerns where they go into the town in the saloon, they shoot the sheriff, they take the saloon girl, and they go to another town. That's how good that defense is, and that offense is going to pound the rock. Those are going to be similar teams that Washington's going to play against, and that defense has to step up. The 49ers are going to run the football. The Browns will definitely run the football Nick Chubb and protect their quarterback, Deshaun Watson. And if the Cowboys can get their act together and get back to their identity, we've seen what they've been able to do because in that first meeting, the Cowboys ran the ball effectively and beat Washington 25-10. to 10. I'm not going to say that they're not a sleeper team, but that schedule, those three games can be very unforgiving if they can't stop the run facing the 49ers, the Browns, and the Cowboys from the Washington Commanders in their final three games. Yeah, I mean, that's the strength of all three of their opponents that they face coming up. And my problem with the Commanders right now, I mean, they, they are a sleeper if you want to talk about that because they're a seven seed and their playoff chances dipped from 76% to 36% following the loss to the Giants. Division games are tough, but you had three weeks to prepare for this because, remember, they faced the Giants on the road in week 13. They had the week 14 bye, and then they had the Giants again. I know that people are still upset about the officiating in this game, and the illegal formation is one I think that we can still talk about is that's just not cool, the way that that happened where Terry McLaurin really got the answer from the referee when he said, can I move up, Like, and and the ref didn't say anything, then he gets flagged. If you're going to complain about what happened in the red zone, go ahead and put your foot on the gas and stay up on this team more than you did in having this game come down to the final moments. Like That game was not decided on that DPI. It was decided on the drop pick that Taylor Heineke threw in the red zone about two or three plays before that. So if you're Washington, you can't go from 3-0-1 since week 10 to where you are right now and expect that people are going to be giving your team credit and props for being a good team that's in that's good in clutch situations. They weren't there late at the late in the end of that game, and I don't think that you can really blame officiating on that. I think the fact that you scored 12 points yeah. at home in a division game it says more to me about everything that we need to know about this Washington team and maybe some of its shortcomings. I'm just glad they've been able to overcome their ownership group. The fact that we're talking about them as a playoff team is a miracle. A that's Christmas why Ron miracle. Rivera, I think, Absolutely. deserves coach of the year. Yeah. Uh, at least uh, strong consideration yeah. because, you know, and it, we I remember talking about this on Around the Horn. Usually as people in this industry, Freddie, who, mm-hmm. you know, pick apart teams and try to, like, bring about nuance to conversation, and it's always – you can you can be a fan of what's on the field, but don't turn to bl- don't turn a blind eye to what's going on off of it. Whether it's your players, whether it's what your team stands for, et cetera, et cetera. I got to give an exception almost to this Washington team because the way that this team has been able to internalize and turn their blinders on, regardless of the bleep storm around them, because yeah. of their ownership group and just some of the decisions that this team has made, that's really remarkable. And the fact that they're a seven seed right now is remarkable. Too. Yeah, he shouldn't get coach of the year. He should get senior of the century <laughs> dealing with that nonsense when it comes to that commanders and that organization. Thanks for joining us at Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max with Courtney Cronin. Hit her on Twitter at Courtney R. Cronin. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN. 
ESPN on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80, as well as on ESPNU. We turn our attention to the NBA and how scarce should the association be of the Brooklyn Nets and if the Golden State Warriors can return. This is ESPN Radio. Hi, this is Max Kellerman from Keyshawn J. Will and Max. All of us here at ESPN Radio would like to wish you happy holidays and a happy new year. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max with Courtney Cronin and Freddie Coleman in for the guys presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And don't forget to check us out on ESPNU. It all gets started noon Eastern time on ABC, ESPN, ESPN Plus with the 76 at the Knicks. It ends on ABC, ESPN at 1030 Eastern time with the Suns and the Nuggets. And in between Lakers, Mavericks at 230, Bucks, Celtics at 5 o'clock, Grizzlies, Warriors at 8 o'clock. And Mark Kassiger, the ESPN radio play-by-play voice for the NBA, He's going to be all over it. Hit him on Twitter at Mark Kessler. Mark, you're going to be part of the Grizzlies-Warriors game at 8 o'clock Eastern time. No Steph Curry, but a lot of people are going to check out Ja Morant. Many people believe he's already a top-10 player. I don't think there's any doubt about it. What has it been like seeing a young man that nobody was talking about in college becoming that kind of dude right now in the NBA? Well, Freddie and uh, Courtney, first of all, uh, good morning. Happy holidays. Courtney, I don't know when your birthday is, but Freddie, happy belated to you. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I uh, appreciate that, that. Get that all out of the way early. I love this time of year, uh, and I love uh, our NBA season really kicks into gear for ESPN Radio with Christmas Day. And um, I was very fortunate to uh, be in Memphis about a month ago uh, to check out the Grizzlies. And you're right, John Morant was one of those guys. Most of us were late on, uh, you know, most of the colleges were late on the recruiting mm-hmm. and uh, the Grizzlies were, you know, look, they, they didn't get Zion at number one, but they got themselves a great number two. He's a, you know, terrific 
uh, ball player, young leader. Um, you know, the West is up for grabs this year, and they're they're right in it. You know, at the top right now of the, of the conference standings. And what's amazing to me is, even though they've had the bulk of their team together. Uh, as I'm preparing for this game, I didn't realize that their starting five has not played one minute together wow. this year. It's just been, you know, either, um, you know, uh, Desmond Bain is out now. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. was out early. So, you know, largely they've had the bulk of their guys. But just a way to say the best might be yet to come for this team that not only Ja is playing on his first Christmas, but the franchise is playing in its first Christmas game ever. And I know they like to call it next gen down in Memphis, and they really are. They really are. This is this is a team that no one really talks about, even though they, you know, gave Golden State some fits in the second round last year. And the Warriors haven't been playing with their true starting five uh, for a couple games now. Steph Curry dealing with that injury, and then they get smoked yesterday by the Brooklyn Nets. No Curry, no Clay Thompson, no Andrew Wiggins. And I'm wondering, as you take a look at this skid that they're on, they're 15 and 18. They've lost seven times in nine games. How concerned should the Warriors be right now, Kesty? Man, there there seems to be there should be a lot of concern. I, I hope yeah. Steve Kerr lets us in his office on Christmas Day. <laughs> uh, we've already we've already been there three times this year, and we were there uh, for their best win of the season. I mean, they beat Boston a couple of weeks ago, and I remember talking with PJ Carlissimo on the broadcast, and I'm just like, look, they're not completely whole yet, and their second unit is young and clearly wasn't ready for the big spotlight of this season. But holy cow, the big bad Celtics came into town and. Uh, this is a big win. This is a huge six-week run. They had the six-game road trip, which they just completed, and Steve Kerr called rock bottom last night. Eight games at home starting Christmas Day, and then another like five or six games on the road. I remember Steve Kerr telling us directly that, you know, we will have answers about ourselves by the middle of January. Unfortunately, none of us could foresee Steph Curry's off-shoulder getting injured. Who knows when he gets back? I'm hoping for their case, for Warriors fans' case, that Andrew Wiggins is able to begin his return on Christmas Day. I don't know that for a fact yet, but they definitely need that. Clay rested last night. I mean, they didn't even have some of their bench guys last night. That that was not the Warriors. But I think the lack of any kind of energy or fight is what really has probably Steve concern now. I mean, you, you may not be good enough to beat the team that's up against you last night because you're missing guys, but you can give effort, and they didn't show a lot of that last night. Always great stuff by Mark Kessler, the ESPN radio play-by-play announcer for the NBA, the NFL, college football, you name it, joining Freddie Cohen and Courtney Cronin on Keyshawn, Jalen Max on ESPN radio. Hit him on Twitter at Mark Kessler. You look at the top teams in the NBA, the four best records are in the Eastern Conference. Milwaukee's 22-9, and Boston's 22-10, and Cleveland's 22-11, and the Brooklyn Nets are 20-12. and I'm going to stay with the Brooklyn Nets. How afraid should the NBA be? of this team now because it's been all quiet on the Kyrie Irving front ever since he got back. Yeah, uh, folks should be. I remember when we looked at the start of the season and, you know, there wasn't a ton of Brooklyn on our national schedule because we didn't even know if Kevin Durant was going to be in Brooklyn or Kyrie Irving was going to be in Brooklyn. And then once that settled and the Ben Simmons saga and and then Kyrie had the in-season drama going on, you just said if they could get it together, if they could get any kind of chemistry, they still have, you know, two of the best, uh, I don't know, two of the best five, but let's just say, you know, two of the best 10 players on the planet. And, you know, maybe this is a team that could disrupt things. So, you know, 
Am I surprised Brooklyn is eight games over 500 and a couple games out of first uh, nearing Christmas? Yes. Um, I'm even more surprised at the way things have started that Milwaukee and Boston have kind of, I don't want to say regressed to the mean, but Mm. the East is in play. I thought Boston was running away with this thing and, and Milwaukee was right behind them. But, you know, the Cavaliers have won five straight. Uh, the 76ers, who aren't completely whole yet, they're getting more whole, but Tyrese Maxey still on the mend, have won six in a row, and the Knicks had won eight straight till last night. So, you know, teams are starting to make their way up to the top where it may not be the runaway that, you know, that we expected. And I think Boston is a very interesting topic as we hit Christmas Day because this team looked like, you know, I don't want to say crown them right now, but they were the NBA champions of October and November, and all of a sudden that offense isn't, you know, as crisp as it was, I mean, it's it's just a, maybe a little downturn, but I find it very interesting going into the break that all of a sudden there's question marks surrounding the Celtics, and that should be a, a terrific opener of our doubleheader against Milwaukee on Sunday. And you mentioned surprises in the Eastern Conference, and right now the 22-11 and 11 Cleveland Cavaliers are right up there. They're, as you mentioned, they're on that five-game win streak, and Donovan Mitchell has been the leading scorer in their last five wins. Like, what do you think it is about the way that this Cavs team is constructed that's bringing out a side of Donovan Mitchell that we didn't see during his last stop in Utah? You know, just from, you know, having been around them late last season, Cleveland, that is. I mean, Darius Garland is a terrific young leader. Jared Allen might be the leader. Evan Mobley was a great draft pick. At, I think he was number four. There's just a... Um, kind of a welcoming spirit and you know we're a good young team and then you bring in a guy like Donovan Mitchell with what he can bring to a team and it's I mean it sounds maybe cliche to say you know a little rebirth for him to get out of whatever drama he had in Salt Lake City and you know get welcomed and and you're the guy like you're here you've been here for three seconds but you can be the guy and he's embraced that and he's playing free and you know they've got an outstanding Talk about Kevin Love, who, you know, if folks haven't watched the Cavaliers, yeah, he's still in Cleveland. And Karis LeVert was a great <laughs> pick. And Jetty Osmond's another guy, another role player who, you know, can be really good when you need him to be. And that's not a fluke team. You know, if you look at all the, the teams in the Eastern Conference that are playing well or off to good starts, to me that's not one of the, the huge surprises because I thought they were – they were headed upwards anyway, regardless of where they were going. And then you add a Donovan Mitchell to it. They've, yeah. they've done a really good job, um, you know, uh, drafting and now adding a piece like Mitchell to where, you know, they're going to be a problem in that top half of the Eastern Conference for others. Always great to catch up with you, Kesty, man. Have a merry, merry Christmas, a happy new year. Thank you for the kind words, brother. Always appreciate our friendship as well. Take care and be well, my man. Great hearing your voices this morning, and happy holidays and safe travel uh, to everybody uh, yeah. middle of the country and here on the East Coast coming up. No doubt about that. Hit him on Twitter, Mark Kessler. Mark Kessler, ESPN Radio, play-by-play voice. Joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max with Courtney Cronin and Freddie Coleman. And we count down to NBA Christmas Day. Five consecutive games on ESPN and ABC beginning at noon Eastern time and an ESPN radio doubleheader starting at 430 Eastern time. The Bucks and the Celtics followed by the Grizzlies and the Warriors, or in this case the Oars because they've not been Warriors lately, the NBA on ESPN radio. If the Jacksonville Jaguars win the AFC South in 2022, what could that mean for the Tennessee Titans in 2023 from your radio to your smart speaker and phone now playing espn Media. or watch on espn2 Keyshawn, j will and max live weekday morning starting at 6 eastern on espn radio and on espn2
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Courtney Cronin, I'm Freddie Coleman. In for the guys and Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80. And don't forget about us on ESU, ESPNU, excuse me, 15 minutes away from Christmas carols and quarterbacks in 15 minutes. Will they be singing? We no. don't know. Yes, no. I'm there will be no singing. singing. Yeah. Are you singing? God, no. The nation doesn't need to hear that. I can tell you right now. <laughs> we don't need. There to, will be singing. There will not. There, there will. There will be music. There'll be Let's music. Let's just put it out yes. like that. You're There's right, not going to be the yeah. two of us. Don't, don't let Shannon try singing. to, you know, put words mm-hmm. in our mouth. Literally. Shannon, are you singing? Are you going to sing, Shannon? No. I was about to say, I heard about, some yeah. silence there. I was, yeah. I was he, waiting for no, the answer. The, he, Courtney, he thought about it, but then he said, nah, son, can't do that. Nah, ma'am, don't want to do that. I ain't going to be there. <laughs> I'm not the one. <laughs> Don't try to trap me. It could be a trap if you're the AFC South when it comes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. By the way, they kick off week 16 in the NFL tonight as they take on the New York Jets part of Thursday night football. A big slate of games on Christmas Eve. It's going to be cold as death on Christmas Eve and also games on Christmas Day. Help Courtney's us. like, yeah, help. All prayers for Courtney. She's covering the game between the Bears and the Bills. Game time temperature, nine degrees on Christmas Eve. So any prayers are worthy. Prayers for the players and the coaches. Man, that's like, true. But when least, we were talking uh, with yeah. Damian Woody earlier, like yeah. he he kept it real. He said, "I don't want to play in that." Like I know people think, "Oh, I'm an offensive lineman. I've got right. you know." He's that extra insulation. Yeah. Um, cold is cold, Freddie. And when we yes, were talking is. with Bears players and coaches, that's a team that I cover for ESPN.com. I remember Matt Eberflus had mentioned when he was with the Dallas Cowboys back uh-huh. in 2013, the coldest game he ever remembers playing in was at Soldier Field. In December 2013. Right. And he said that, like, they had to put Vaseline on their face face. to, like, Mm -hmm. protect from frostbite. And, like, if uh, your skin's exposed, like, what are we doing? Like, football's (laughs) an indoor sport, and it should be played indoors. And that's what I've realized after I left Minnesota in the palatial estate (laughs) that is U.S. Bank Stadium and the beautiful 
balmy uh-huh. 68 degrees that it is in there every single game. We're not putting Vaseline on our faces indoors and worried about right. like our fingertips losing feeling and getting frostbite. <laughs> like what this whole football weather thing has yeah. been glamorized yeah. in a way that I think is just a little overplayed because yeah. these players you're not most times you're not getting a great product on the field. Guys are just trying to get in and get out and survive yeah, that. Yeah, you usually when you have bitter cold, you have snow, you can have great games at the end of the game last yeah, week between Buffalo, Miami, then that's fun. You feel like a little kid. But usually the people that will try to over-romanticize cold-weather football, the ones that are not playing in it. Yeah, the ones that are drinking beer, trying to stay warm. Build that beer coat up so you don't get frostbite. You don't feel anything at that point. Those are the people sitting there couch. That's football weather. (laughs) And meanwhile, if you ask them to take the garbage I put on the coat, oh, it's too cold out there for me. Yeah, the dog's staying indoors uh, in those households. Right, yeah. See, that's why one of the reasons I don't have a dog, because like the old line is when the dogs have to be walked, usually after five minutes, I have to go to bed, or when it's three degrees outside. I leave the dog people to somebody else. I'm not going to be somebody like that. But Jacksonville has been that dog in a fight lately when it comes to winning those games in a row, six and eight. If they win out, they're going to win the AFC South. They're going to try to do that tonight on the road against the New York Jets. And it's not going to be warm there either. There's going to be a lot of rain coming down MetLife Stadium. But I thought about this with another team in that division, Courtney, that if Jacksonville wins out, and that means the Titans are going to be out. And they're not going to have Ryan Tannehill the rest of the regular season out with an ankle injury that he suffered last week versus the Chargers. So Malik Willis, they draft in the third round of Liberty University. Come on down. If they're able to win out and Tennessee blows this lead that seemed to be insurmountable in that division, you have to wonder what that offseason is going to look like because their owner fired the general manager this season. She may have a hot seat ready for Mike Vrabel if they don't win the South Division, a division that he should have won going away and losing it out to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, and I mean, for, for Jacksonville, where they are right now at 6-8, and eight, and I'll correct what I said earlier because we were talking about playoff scenarios, and I was trying to find different ways for this to happen where Miami would end up being out and Jacksonville would get in over them. Like, Jacksonville, if they went out, they get the four seed. Like, Tennessee obviously uh-huh. would have to, like, make sure that they don't keep pace. Like, they would have to lose games with Malik Willis at quarterback if Tannehill is out for the season in order to lose that spot. But Jacksonville could end up winning the AFC South, so they would get into the playoffs that way, and you actually would have Miami in there. So, I just – it's crazy the turn of events that this whole thing could have here down the stretch. Yeah. And the schedules, as you're seeing right there on the screen, Jacksonville has a pretty manageable schedule here. The Jets, they're on the road tonight, but we know that we're giving – Trevor Lawrence, both you and I, the upper hand in that quarterback matchup. Then they go play the one and ten, one and whatever, eleven, twelve. I don't <laughs> care. They're a one-win Texans team, and they've got the Titans likely without Ryan Tannehill at that point to close out the season. And yeah, I mean, the hardest matchup on that on that schedule remaining for both teams is that Tennessee has Dallas two weeks from now. I mean, they still have the Texans too, but it's 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 tougher. It's a more uphill battle for this. Titans team to stay relevant, to stay in the playoff mix, whereas Jacksonville is surging at the right time. Now, if you're a Titans fan and you're wondering how are they going to stay afloat without Ryan Tannehill, Mm. be fortunate that Derrick Henry still plays football in Tennessee. He's a very Mm -hmm. good running back. And as we saw the last time around, um, you know, in that Kansas City game when they lost 20 to 17. Malik Willis had to play in that game. Yeah, 5 of 16 for for 80 yards, but that's not, 
you know, that's not to me where, where he makes his hay. He can make his hay with his legs. He's a very mobile quarterback, and he can make some good throws inside the pocket. You saw a glimpse right there of a young quarterback who was not expecting to play much, if at all, this season. And that's the reason you've only seen such a small sample size, the two starts, Houston, which was his first win of the season, that 17-10 game earlier this year, followed by the Kansas City game. I think it's good for the future, but in terms of the right now, and I know you've got concerns about this, Mm -hmm. where Tennessee is, they fired their general manager a couple weeks ago. Uh Mike Vrabel is a coach of the year candidate, or at least he was, was, but Freddie Coleman, you think that this could be the beginning of the end? For Mike Vrabel? I, I think nothing is off the table because more than ever before in the NFL, when you have owners firing general managers in the middle of the year, that's a cause for concern. I'm not saying that they're going to move on from Mike Vrabel, but if they lose this division, a division they should have won going away, uh, that's going to be a hot seat situation as far as I'm concerned, Mike Vrabel. It shouldn't be, mm-hmm. but we live on planet Earth. We know how these things work, that if an owner believes that maybe the message is being lost or they want somebody else, if they believe they're not getting anywhere more than ever before, Courtney, owners are not above saying, you know what, I know you're great. That doesn't mean you're going to be great for us any longer. Yep, the window to win uh, keeps shrinking, it seems, for most teams. Yeah. And a team like Tennessee that's finished the top of their division the last mm-hmm. couple of years, mm-hmm. if you can't make it out of the first round of the playoffs or mm-hmm. even get there this year, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, and not winning a division involving the Jaguars, the Texans, and the Colts, could be yikes time in Tennessee. Speaking of yikes time, Zach Wilson, is the job back being yours as Jets quarterback? That's next. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are.